There is hope, even when your brain tells you there isn't. John Green Hello everyone and welcome back to Earth Body, the podcast where spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism meet because they are all so deeply connected and I am so passionate about that connection between all of them. I am very excited to be recording a podcast today. I have been on somewhat of a hiatus. I have been traveling for the last month and almost a half at this point. I've been on the road with my partner. We've been traveling in our van around the country, and I guess I didn't realize how difficult it would be to find and make time to do this. But here I am, very excited, very happy to be with you all again and also to be talking about something that is very near and dear to me, something that has deeply affected my life and the life of those around me, and that is mental health. It is May, for whenever you're listening, I'm recording this in May of 2019, and May is Mental Health Awareness Month in the U.S., and it really took me a while to be able to start to share about this, For myself, I'm just going to jump right into this podcast. So for myself, I have struggled for a very, very long time, what feels like my entire life, at least growing up and being in high school and college, with anxiety and depression. And it has really taken a toll on my life and the lives of those around me. For those of you who have experienced either of these, you know that these mental illnesses can affect every aspect of your life, can affect your family, can affect your friends, can affect your relationship with food, can affect your relationship with yourself. It's a really wild thing that happens. And as I was reading quotes in before this podcast, trying to figure out which one was the perfect one. I saw one that showed that that talked about there being no symptoms, there's no head cold, there's no runny nose, there's nothing that clearly shows that someone has mental illness. Most of the time, no one really knows or understands what that looks like or feels like unless you're in it. And unfortunately, sometimes we don't find out until it's too late, until someone has reached their breaking point and has decided to take their own life, which is terrifying and a very temporary solution, a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I was one of those people. I have been suicidal more than once over the course of my life. Um, And I should have said this before, and I apologize for not. There may be some triggers in this podcast. So if you are sensitive, if you are in a place of you know, dealing with this stuff. This may not be the right time to listen to for you, um, but it may also be the perfect time because it may provide you with some inspiration and some hope and some understanding about what you may be going through. So as I was saying, I have been in some very dark places in my life and have witnessed others in those places as well and have been able to help people because of my own experience, but it took my own healing to be able to get to the place where I could help others because if we truly cannot help ourselves, we can't help other people and that's really the baseline. And a lot of my healing happened over years. 
I mean, you hear about people going to therapy throughout their lives and getting help throughout their lives. I don't think there is one period of time that we can say that we are completely healed, that everything is okay. Things are always coming up. We are always working through pieces and parts of our lives that have been suppressed and neglected and ignored. So it's a very interesting way to heal and and approach to healing when you acknowledge that there is some illness. And so much of it stems from the mind. So as I've taught meditation over the past year and have really dove into my own meditation practice, even in that space, I've realized how incredibly powerful the mind is and how much influence it can have on our daily interactions, how much influence it can have on the way that we treat and talk to ourselves, which in turn has an effect on the rest of our lives. So May being Mental Health Awareness Month brings our attention to this sensitive place, to the mind, to this realm that has so much wisdom, so much knowledge, but can also be so damaging if left ignored or unmanaged. And a lot of that can do with genetics. Personally, both of my parents have suffered from chronic depression. Um, I don't think it's any coincidence that I have suffered from it as well. It has to do with chemicals in the body, and that can be passed down through genetics. But it can also have absolutely nothing to do with that and can be circumstantial. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not here to tell you statistics and or exactly the way things work in the brain. I don't want to claim that I know exactly what's going on, but it is really wild how a chemical imbalance can affect the way we think, and that can have a lot to do with the different chemicals that we are ingesting and are around every day and we don't even realize it. So some of those things could be daily products that we use that may be throwing our hormones off that can impact our mental health. Um, It can also be what's in our food, something that many people do not realize is that food and nutrition is such a young science. And in addition to it being a young science, studying it, We are also not fully aware of the chemicals and the preservatives and the artificial things that are going into our food. Yes, we can read what they are in a package, but we don't really understand them. We don't really understand where they come from. We don't really understand how they're affecting the body. Some of these chemicals and some of the things that we're ingesting, we don't have the time trials that we need to understand how they're affecting the human body. So... I'm saying this because many people, including myself, wonder why we feel like this, wonder why is is this my fault that I'm feeling sad, that I'm feeling frustrated, that I'm feeling angry so often, but majority of the time it has a lot to do with what is outside of us or what we've been brought up around, the things that we've been told our whole lives and how we interact with that. So for example, um, if you were told from a young age that you could only be happy if you were successful in this way and that is not playing out in your life, 
that can be something that you might not even realize is affecting you, but it's in your subconscious. And because you are not quote unquote successful in whatever way that was, it may be playing on your psyche. So there's so many ways that our mental health can be affected. And there are also so many tools that we can use to help elevate our mood, to help alleviate some of the sadness, the anger, the frustration, the overwhelm that many of us encounter on a day-to-day basis that we also sometimes create for ourselves without even knowing it. So one that I have talked about uh, more than once on the podcast is meditation. It is an incredible tool because it works with, I don't even want to say controlling the mind, but it works with, it helps us work with the mind rather than fighting against it and being confused by it. The mind is a wild place and a lot of the time we don't even realize that sometimes what's going on up there is not even ours. And I know that sounds really crazy and that it was a very hard concept for me to grasp for a long time, but I would be having these really scary, uncomfortable thoughts and feelings and not understanding that and and feeling like they didn't come from me, but not understanding how something in my brain couldn't be mine. But there is something that is called the collective consciousness that I've become aware of, that I've learned about, and that is that the consciousness of all human beings, the consciousness of this earth, it's all interconnected. This is what earth body is all about, talking about this interconnected between our spiritual body, between our physical body, and between the earth body. And with this connection, we fortunately but unfortunately take on a lot of other stuff that's going on in the world, especially when you are tapped into the news and media you're really in touch with what is going on in the world. And again, that can be really wonderful because it gives us a freedom, it gives us an understanding of what's happening, but it can also be really detrimental because a lot of the time we don't have much control over what is going on and that can lead us to feel helpless and hopeless and lead our mind to trying to figure out solutions that may be possible and maybe not. But we spend a lot of energy trying to figure out how to fix things that are out of our control. The mind really likes logic. It really likes to fix things. It really likes solutions. But when there are none, it kind of freaks out. It doesn't really know what to do. So it can put us into this crazy tailspin that leads to situations that may not be ideal. I'm sharing this with you all because I really want to encourage you to be aware of your own mental health, first and foremost. Take care of yourself. Things, Certain things can wait, certain things can be put aside, but your mental health is more important than anything. I'm going to stress that your mental health is more important than just about anything in your life. Physical health plays right into that, but they're directly connected. And when our mental health is out of whack, you will know. You will know when your interactions with people become different. You will know when waking up is not as easy as it used to be. You'll know when certain things are triggering you and making you upset that they didn't used to. And I want to encourage you to not be afraid to reach out, not be afraid to get help. 
I have had so many people tell me that they don't want to go to therapy because they're not crazy if I've ever suggested it. And I am here to tell you, I've been going to therapy since I've been about eight years old. And that was actually by choice, (laughs) partially because I heard about this awesome therapist that you could do art with and all this cool stuff. And it, it turned out to be a pretty good therapist relationship. Didn't stay for too long, but I've had quite a few over the years. And it also happens that both of my parents are therapists. And I've seen the amazing work that they have done with their clients. I mean, I haven't really seen it, but I've heard about some of it anonymously and have also just learned what they teach and what they do and have truly realized that when you go to therapy, it's the opposite. You're not crazy. When you decide to go to therapy, you are actually sane in knowing that you can't do this alone. We can't do this alone. This is one of the reasons I've become a health coach is because I know for myself that I could not become healthy alone. I needed support. I needed accountability. I needed a third party to tell me that, you know, the things I was thinking and feeling and saying weren't completely crazy or that they were and that I needed to shift my perspective. So therapy is also a fantastic tool. Having a sounding board, having someone to listen and having someone to help interpret maybe what you're feeling and to help you more deeply understand when we're in a very narrow perspective. When our mental health is not very healthy, it's very easy for us to become, to have blinders on, to have this narrow view, this focus that wants to keep us in this place of darkness. Hopefully your mind doesn't decide to work against you and keep you in that place, but it's very common to get into that place it's like a pendulum swing so once we get into the darkness it just keeps getting darker and darker and the darkness isn't necessarily a bad place I say it like that but it's more of this place of heaviness and maybe grief and sadness and upset and anger like I was saying before emotions that we're not necessarily comfortable with that being said When these emotions come up, they are not meant to be ignored. They are not meant to just be let go and discounted. Sometimes we really have to work through things. And that is also why therapy is amazing and creates a safe space for us to do these things, for us to work through our mental illnesses. We're not just supposed to take pharmaceutical drugs to make them go away. Yes, if there is a chemical imbalance, you may need help getting out of the hole that you possibly feel stuck in. I myself was on Zoloft for quite a few years, but decided to wean myself off of them quite a few years ago as well, Um, and it was a good decision for me, and there have been times since then that I have considered and actually been recommended to go on medication because my mental health was very out of balance, and I decided not to. And instead found Ayurveda, which I have shared about in previous podcasts. I'm not going to get too deep into it right now. Um, But Ayurveda employs nutrition and um, spiritual practice and yoga and all of these things. And it's very much lifestyle wisdom as well as diet and nutrition. And that has really helped bring me into balance. And that being said, there are still times where I get very overwhelmed. I cry a lot and that that is just part of my own mental landscape 
is that I'm a very sensitive person and I feel a lot. And I know so many people out there, especially people who are listening and have reached out to me about this, that there are a lot of people who feel that sensitivity and it's it's hard to keep in balance when you do feel so sensitive all the time, but it is possible. And again, meditation, therapy, um, exercise, eating foods that are good for your brain and your body, that are unprocessed, that are clean, that are going to make your body feel good. These are all tools that we can use to help elevate our mental health. Breath work is a part of that, and it is something that I teach during meditation. Before meditation, I teach all of my clients, simply breathing can help balance your mind. And again, I'm not saying this for people who are clinically depressed, just start breathing. It's going to make you feel great. It may not make you feel 100%, but it can help. There are very simple ways that we can elevate our mental health. So in addition to those tools and just raising awareness around this, I encourage you all to also pay attention to those around you. In the past couple years, there have been many celebrity suicides. There have been a lot of a lot of death around people taking their own lives because they feel alone, they feel misunderstood, they feel isolated. And something to realize is that we we are all in our own worlds all the time. And when we take care of our own world, we're more able to help people in theirs. And when we reach out, when we make ourselves available, when we help others, it can also help ourselves. It's interesting, I found in my own practice, and something that I even learned about that would happen and that I've seen in other people's practices as well, is that people come into your life who also have the same things that you're dealing with. It's called this this magic of mirroring. And I've seen it in my own practice and friendships. Um, even if you're not a therapist or a health coach, you will see that if you allow yourself to help people, people will come into your life that you will give them the advice that you need. So notice when that happens, notice if that comes up in your life, because again, we all need people, we all need someone, we all need support and love and accountability, and this is a space to do that. When we feel like we can reach out, when we feel safe, when we feel like we have that space. So going into May, be aware of your own mental health, take care of yourself, Notice if you are having thoughts that may be uncomfortable or scary or dangerous and reach out, talk to someone, do not be afraid. Find the right person, of course. I wouldn't just recommend talking to a friend because sometimes they can have a biased opinion or think about, you know, that they have their own perspective. But if you can find a good person, a safe person that has really nothing to do with your life other than to be there to help you, this can be a very, 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 very important tool. And again, this is one of the reasons why I do my work as a health coach. I'm not a licensed therapist, but health coaching is basically like life coaching and it allows this safe space for unconditional love, support, and accountability. It allows me to be there for you, to create that safe container so that you can go into your depths 
and talk about things that you may not be able to talk about with another. I'm here for you and I'm here to support and find tools for specifically for you and for your lifestyle and for your history that will make you comfortable, that will help you open your heart and your mind and maybe free you from some of the thoughts and things that are going on that may be frightening or that may be damaging to your mind, body, and soul. So thank you all for tuning in. I will definitely be talking more about this and to other mental health professionals about this, hopefully interviewing them because it is so, so crucial and We don't want to see others slip away and we have the power to help ourselves and to help them. But we have to know those boundaries. We have to understand that our mental health comes first and that we have, that there are so many resources that we can provide others with so that they can get help as well. We all need help and it is okay to admit that. Sending you all deep, deep love. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really look forward to putting out a lot more podcasts. I'm in kind of a stable situation on the road right now, so I'll be able to definitely have more time for this. Again, thank you all. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Be aware of your own, be aware of others, and find peace in your mind, body, and soul. Thank you all so much. Have a fantastic day, week, month, year, life.